Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Welcome, good afternoon, everyone on the East Coast, and good morning, everyone on the West Coast. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. We have a great guest for you today. I have a question for you that I think you can answer quickly, and that is, are you tired? Are you wired? For an alarming number of women who suffer from exhaustion, irritability, forgetfulness, sweet cravings, depression, insomnia, and inertia, the new book by Marcel Pick, Are You Tired and Wired? Your 30-Day Solution to Adrenal Dysfunction, reveals that adrenal dysfunction is almost always overlooked by the medical profession and is the root cause of these symptoms. Marcel Pick has treated thousands of women with this condition during the past two decades and has co-founded Women to Women, one of the first clinics in the country devoted to providing health care for women by women. Welcome, Marcel Pick. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, yes, and you are the author of The Core Balance Diet. I am. Women to Women, with a vision to change women's health care. And now you have a brand new book, Are You Tired and Wired? Just want to say, Marcel Pick earned a B.S. in nursing and a B.A. in psychology from the University of New Hampshire and an M.S. in nursing from Boston College Harvard Medical School. She's certified as a nurse practitioner for both OBGYN and pediatrics and served as a medical advisor to Healthy Living Magazine. And the list goes on and on. It is wonderful to have you here. All right, so are you tired and wired? You must hear that over and over again from women. I do, I do, and that's what really inspired me to write the book, is that too many of my patients came in thinking that they, because they'd been told before by other practitioners that they were just depressed, or they were over, you know, 35 or over 40, what do they expect? And as soon as we really looked at some of the real issues that were going on, they felt much better. What is the first thing you look at? Is it nutrition? Is it sleep? Is it exercise? Well, you know, I, I practice functional medicine, which means that I'm looking at the body as a hologram. I'm looking at symptoms, but I'm not really looking at diagnoses. So I'm going to be interested to listen to their story, how much stress have they had in their lives, how is their digestive system, how is their detox system, how are they moving their bowels, what's the, you know, the whole formula to what's going on in their lives. And many, many times, unfortunately, it's because we've pushed ourselves too hard for too long and the adrenals can't really tolerate that speed. Now, you have three adrenal profiles, the racehorse, the workhorse, and the flatliner. Explain. I do. 
And, you know, I don't know that there's any concrete evidence to show that that's exactly what we have, but I just wanted to use as an example. We tend to have people that are just pushing and pushing, and they feel racy, which is the racehorse, and they have high cortisol levels. Then we have what I call the workhorse, which is somebody that's very tired in the morning and then kind of gets their stride in the afternoon, evening, and then can't fall asleep. So they repeat that cycle again. And then we have those that I call the flatliner. They're just exhausted all the time. Hmm. Uh, Tell us about cortisol because that's a different chemical. Yeah, it's really, actually, we need cortisol. If we didn't have cortisol, we couldn't be alive. And the whole notion is that we have our adrenal glands, which are two walnut-sized glands that sit on top of our kidneys, and they help us deal with day-to-day stressors. They help us, they give us energy, they help with um, something called aldosterone that helps with um, the electrolyte and salt in the body and the kidneys. And they're really important in terms of hormones as well because they do produce some of the hormones, including testosterone. But if we have chronic stress, you know, in the old days, if we were chased by a tiger, we would either be eaten by the tiger or life would go on because we'd be fine and life would come back to normal. But so many of us are dealing with so much stress all the time that the adrenals can't really keep up with what's being asked of them. So we get what we call adrenal dysfunction. Yeah. And when that happens, that's what makes us tired. And it can also cause weight gain in women, correct? Oh, my gosh, you wouldn't believe it. it absolutely does. Because what happens then is the body, when you have too much cortisol for too long, and again, remember, we all have cortisol, but when we have too much cortisol and adrenaline being produced because of the stress we have, there's actually a feedback mechanism that creates problems with hypothyroidism and thyroid dysfunction, hormonal imbalance, GI problems, immune issues, autoimmune issues, and huge problems with blood sugar dysregulation. So what happens is the body goes into a a kind of a lockdown mode, a protective mode to protect itself, and that's when we start storing a significant amount of our weight in our abdomen, belly, and upper thighs. Mm -hmm. So as women decrease the stress and change their diet to have a little bit more or less than the way of carbohydrates, what happens then is the body comes back into normal balance and they start losing a lot of inches around their belly. So what, what is the first thing that you do when someone comes in, Marcel? I mean, do you, um, in terms of, you know, when they're out of balance, they're very tired, or they're, as you said, wired and just hyper. Yeah. What do you do? Do you first look at what they should be eating next? Well, we always look at that because what we know now, which is so exciting, for the first time we really see that what you eat, how you exercise, and how you take nutrients can actually change gene expression, which is very, very powerful for all of us to know. And we know that food makes a big difference. So one of the first things I'll do after I've made sure that all of the blood works normal, that they don't, they're not, you know, diabetic or they don't have very severe thyroid issues, I'll look at all the blood work. And if I see that those, you know, relatively normal, I will then look at adrenal function. And I'll do some saliva hormone panels at 7 in the morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. And when I get that back, then we'll sit down together. And oftentimes I'll have huge dietary changes that I'll make with them. 
So I'll cut back on carbohydrates. I'll actually ask them to stop sugar because sugar, unfortunately, turns on the same receptors as heroin, believe it or not, and cocaine. So it's very addictive. So if I can get people off that, it makes a big difference with their blood sugars, and they feel so much better. Now, when you include sugar, does that include fruits? Because, for example, if you drank a glass of orange juice, very, very highly concentrated. Absolutely, it does. It includes fruit juices, but some of the lower glycemic index uh, fruits, for example, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, apples that are lower down, bananas, grapes, dried fruit are much higher in sugar concentration. So if somebody, you know, it's important to have fruits because of the antioxidant abilities, but it's better to do things that are less likely to push the blood sugar up. But it's always helpful to have a fruit with a protein so that it keeps the blood sugar stable. Now, you talk about adrenal-friendly activities, ways to begin to heal boxes sprinkled throughout the book uh, with a lot of tips. What are some adrenal-friendly activities? Well, you know, um, part of why I wrote that in there is that so many of us want that quick fix. We want that pill. We want that solution. And when we've pushed ourselves too hard for too long, the bottom line is, it's not going to work if you take the supplements long term. The supplements are very helpful. They really do make a difference. But we need to do the adrenal friendly activities like, you know, taking a walk with a friend, reading a book, having quiet time in front of the fireplace, reading a chapter, doing a journal, taking a hot bath, having a cup of tea, any of those activities that let the body really come down into rest mode. Mm-hmm. Turning off the computer and any electronics two days a week. Sleeping. What about sleeping? I think that's been on a rated. It's Don't huge. It's huge. And if people aren't sleeping, to do what they need to do nutrient-wise to get sleep. Um, passion flower is very helpful. Kava is very helpful. A product called phosphatidylserine um, is very helpful for people that are wired at night. It helps to decrease cortisol. Whatever somebody needs to do, there's also biofeedback tools. But the bottom line from my perspective, Patricia, is that if we're pushing ourselves and we can't stop, we have to kind of do a personal inventory to look at why. Why is it so hard to stop working? Why is it so hard to stop being a perfectionist? Why, why, why? Yeah, there's an answer that I have for that. I know it, I've had this in the past. I think part of it is that when you're when you are active, it often takes you away from the pain. Yeah, there's an addictive quality to the work. You know, keep yeah. working, keep moving, and you don't have to you don't have to get into that space. There's no question about it. You're absolutely right. And part of what I was so compelled to write this book is that's a lot of what I talk about in the book is that we have to be willing to be still with ourselves, to listen. And that's when you can do healing on many different levels. And everybody has to start where they are, and we have to take baby steps. And, you know, part of uh, many years ago, I did the Hoffman uh, program. The um, Hoffman Institute has an eight-day program. And I was so aware at that point that in my own life, that there were things that I was doing that kept me from being present and acknowledging some of the pain that all of us grow up with or have. And it also t- 
taught me how to move through it so that on the other side, you're not going to have the same degree of perfectionism or overworking. You're going to be much more aware of why you are doing the things that you are so that you can heal. Yeah, I'd like to say something about that. I've also experienced the Hoffman Institute, and I really recommend it. I think it's a it's a very valuable program. It's not an easy program because you really have to look at yourself. But yeah. it helps us to see what our habits are and our behaviors and why we have them. And once we understand that, it's easier to move through them. Yes, no question. And the patterns of behavior we have, you know, I, I tell a lot of my patients, as we're kids, we learn ways to behave that are our way to adapt to sometimes dysfunctional families. And it's great that we have those behaviors. The problem is as we become adults, those same patterns of behaviors get us into trouble. And that's why as adults it's so important for all of us to be able to look at, so why am I behaving the way that I am and how can I change it? Without getting down on myself, because it's not something you why do. Am I, yeah, why am I thinking the way that, well, you know, where's yeah. my thinking that in a way is faulty for the way that I want to move? I want to move to the right, but I'm yes. thinking to the left. Yes. And how do I, I so there's a conflict there, and, and yeah. I think that the Hoffman process really helped me to see what that thinking was. There's no question, the dark side, we call it, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we all have it, and all of that. What's so interesting about that, Patricia, and that was what intrigued me also about writing the book, is that we have two parts in our brain called the amygdala, and it's the primitive part of the brain. And when we have information that comes in, either visual, sense, smell, or thoughts, or an action if somebody's really angry, for example, if you grew up in a family in which there was a lot of rage, the immediate response from the amygdala is fear, fight, flight. And it goes very, very quickly. It takes um, 12 millimeters of a minute to be able, or 12, um, it's not even seconds, it's three seconds actually, to go from the amygdala to the adrenal glands. And they then start producing cortisol. So the body responds very much in its primitive way, and the adrenals are already up and running before one has a chance to figure out what's going on. So again, understanding oneself from the model of Hoffman is so powerful because it helps then that pathway. Well, yes, and I think when we start getting into that behavior or that thinking, we catch it. It we may do. happen, but we'll say, oh, there I go again. Right. And um, it takes some time because it, it, does. Didn't, it didn't take us two days to get there. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's so how did you apply what you learned at the Hoffman process to your work uh, in medicine? Well, um, when, I, when I see patients, it's much easier for me to be able to kind of pull the story forward for them. It certainly is. Um, I believe very strongly for myself that I really need to what I call walk the talk, which means that I really need to be healthy. I need to eat well. I, if I'm going to tell people how to do these things, I really need to be doing them in my own life so I can be a mirror for people of, of, of health. And in order to do that from my perspective, I needed to understand those pieces about myself. 
Absolutely. And now when I'm seeing patients, I'm much more compassionate to really understand we only can do as best as we can do. We're running as fast as we can many times. So it helps tremendously. Yeah, and with your compassion and, of course, the more understanding we are to our patients and our clients, um, the more they will listen. I think when we get to be authoritarian or dictatorial or I'm right and this is how you do it, people shut down. Are you there? Oh, did I lose my guest? Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Well, did you hear what I said? I did not. <laughs> you completely oh, blurted out. I was thinking, what do I think she's talking? I made this very profound comment. It was very interesting. It was odd. I made this profound comment, and you didn't answer, and I thought, gee, maybe she doesn't agree. No, I didn't hear you. The phone, there was a blip in the phone, and I thought, oh, now what do I do? So, well, here, here's what it was. What I yeah. was saying is that what I think the Hoffman does is help you to be more compassionate because when we are authoritarian or dictatorial or this is what you should do to yeah. our patients and clients, they just shut down. Of course they do because so many of them have that you know, growing up, yes. and it, it never works. I mean, I can feel physically what happens to me when someone starts ewing me, and I think it's true for everyone. We want, we want to be held in the light as opposed to you've done this, you've done that, you've done this, this, it, 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 it never works, it never will. Right, and they know. I mean, we know if you know, we've eaten something we shouldn't or if right. we don't know that, so yeah. we don't need for you to say, you know what you just did? <laughs> no, it's so true. Yeah. And unfortunately, medicine, that is the premise of medicine, is kind of a a hierarchical system that's very dictatorial. Yeah. Well, and that's changing in in kind of the wellness model and holistic model. It is. It is. And I feel like I've been very much a part of that, which is very exciting. Yeah. I feel that, too. Let's go on to this 30-day plan that you have to really help to fix, uh, you know, a progressive condition. Yep. So how would you, what are some of the things that you do in terms of this plan? What I like to start with is changing one's diet. Um, I was on a radio show last week, and one of the things that somebody said, they had just was a caller calling in, he said, well, I was just, my adrenals are really horrible. I've been diagnosed with this condition. And I asked her what she had for lunch, and she said, well, I had onion rings, and I had a hamburger, and I had some french fries. Mm. And the part about that is that, when one has adrenal dysfunction, the biggest problem is that the blood sugar becomes very dysregulated. It's almost the first thing that happens. So the best thing to do is to stabilize that blood sugar, and the way to do that is to have breakfast, a snack, lunch, a snack, and dinner. Every three to four hours, you're eating a protein with little you know, or certainly less carbohydrates than was in that meal. And people are astounded at how much better they feel when the blood sugar is becoming more regulated and when they do less in carbs and also no, no sugar. Unfortunately, sugar is not really good for us. It doesn't have any wonderful qualities other than it tastes delicious, of course. What do you um, suggest to people uh, to get off of sugar? Because it's a hard one for people. It is a hard one. Well, what's interesting about sugar is if you look at some of the research on sugar, sugar actually turns on the same receptors as cocaine, and it's very addictive and hard to get off. So what I suggest to people is that for the first couple of days, they might want to use something called stevia or xylitol or erythritol. 
mm-hmm. and I have some recipes in the book that have those in it because they want that sweet. They also need to make sure that they have sweetness in their lives as well, that they're doing things that they enjoy and, and are sweet to them. And also if they're low serotonin, serotonin is the precursor or is it the kind of anti-depression hormone. And it's really important that people understand that serotonin is, well, it's actually not a hormone, it's a neurotransmitter. If you don't have enough serotonin, you can be depressed. Sugar temporarily increases serotonin. Temporarily. Yeah, so, you know, because what happens is the blood sugar goes up and then it goes back down again. But people sometimes crave sugar when they have low serotonin. So looking at ways to help increase serotonin, um, there's a supplement called 5-HTP, which is a precursor to serotonin. That can be very effective for some people, but if they're on an antidepressant, they should really do it with the guidance of a practitioner. And also there are foods like turkey and potatoes have tryptophan in them, and that can also increase um, serotonin as well. Is that a good thing then? That is a great thing, absolutely. The problem is that sometimes when people are eating potatoes, they're eating a lot of them or they're frying them, and that's not so good. So if I'm working with someone that has low serotonin, I might have them have a half a baked potato in the afternoon with some protein because that can really help for people that have low, um, they feel mildly depressed. How do you measure the serotonin levels and the adrenals? You do this through specialized testing, regular blood work, or Yeah, we do. Um, I, if somebody comes in and they're tired, I'll do a slew of blood tests, but I'll also look at their, um, their levels of cortisol by doing a saliva hormone panel, and I'll do it at 7 in the morning, noon, 4 in the afternoon, and midnight to give me a sense of what that is. And I think people need to understand that the conventional world has not embraced this at all as an entity, that they diagnose and definitely um, will diagnose people with very low cortisol levels called Addison's disease or very high cortisol levels called Cushing's syndrome, but they don't believe that there's anything in between. And I'm here to tell you that the literature absolutely does support the notion that we have hypo and hyper cortisol production in our patients with very significant symptoms. Mm. So what I'm hearing is a lot of hope. Oh, yes. It's so exciting, the hope that's out there. Absolutely. With the right testing and with the right interventions through both nutritional as well as movement and exercise and, and as you said, relaxation, uh, that makes a big difference. Absolutely. And I think women really need to know that if they've been told that they're 40 or 45, what do they expect? It's absolutely not true that you can be you can have tremendous amounts of energy into our 70s and 80s and on when we're really looking at what's not working in terms of the physiology of the body. What about, treating it. we only have about five minutes left, so yeah. this could whole show what I'm going to ask you next. But what about the menopausal symptoms, the women who feel like they lose libido or they yep. have hot flashes or yep. women may have been on estrogen, now we're not on estrogen because of the, the risk, you know, for breast disease. Um, What's your feeling about that? Well, the important part to remember is that when someone is perimenopausal and then goes into menopause, the adrenal glands, the ovaries are working in prior to menopause. And when they stop working, the adrenal glands take over in terms of sex hormone production. 
Now, they don't produce anywhere near as much as the ovaries, but they still are able to produce a lot. If most of their function is consumed with producing stress hormones because of one's stress, that's when people notice they're having hot flashes, they're having mood swings, they're irritable, they have no libido because testosterone is produced by the adrenal glands. When one decreases one's stress, and people will tell me all the time, when I have coffee or I have a stressful situation, I get a hot flash, that's because the adrenals can't keep up with the balance. So one of the first things I'll do with someone when they come to see me is I will have them uh, do an adrenal profile for me. At the same time, I'm looking at the hormones and their thyroid and their digestive systems to get everything back into balance. And I'll change their diet and get them on some nutrients that are adaptogenic in nature like ashwagandha, Siberian ginseng, cordyceps, rhodiola, all of those are very wonderful adaptogenic herbs as I'm beginning to help them heal the dysfunction. All right. How can people find you and work with you now? You're in Maine. I am in Maine. If someone's listening to this from another part of the country. Sure. Well, we have a a website called womentowomen.com, and I have thousands of articles on there that talk about overall wellness. And if they're interested in going to the clinic, the clinic is right at the top of the website. They can click on clinic. And, we, you know, I have my other practitioners doing phone consults as well. But there's a wealth of information on the Women to Women website as well. All right. Well, we really appreciate you being on the show. I mean, really terrific, Marcel. And, again, um, if people want to contact you in terms of your office, uh, if they're in New England and they'd like to make a visit because they'd really need to see you personally for a workup, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, or one of the other practitioners in the office. It's helpful. We can do some of the work by phone, um, but it is certainly helpful in person. Um, and, again, you know, I urge people to go to the website because there's so much information they can learn about these things, too. But if they're feeling frustrated and not getting the care they need, of course, they can come to see us at Women to Women in Maine. All right. And I'm sure directions and everything are on the website. They are. All right. Well, thank you so much, my You're guest. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Yeah, stay on the line. My guest has been Marcel Pick, and her book is Are You Tired and Wired? She's also the author of The Core Balance Diet, your proven 30-day program for overcoming adrenal fatigue and feeling fantastic again. What are your closing thoughts? If people get one thing out of this interview, what should they do? Uh, that so many symptoms that women have can actually improve and get better. And I think that as a culture, we are very much oriented to polypharmacy. And unfortunately, many people then feel poorly because of all the medications. And there are so many things that can get better as long as they understand what it is. So I'm giving people lots of hope. Thank you so much, Marcel. Thank you. All right, folks. Remember, again, you can log on to women to women. And if you'd like to be on my newsletter list, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. Bye.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.